0: The Ace of Swords The Affirmation I live through my highest values The time has arrived for a significant breakthrough The creation of a conscious, intentional space in which to have a powerful insight Conscious understanding brought to a particular issue is expanded with a clear, unique thought or new inner voice The result is rejuvenating a fresh new beginning or approach to life with a renewed vision of your purpose. In this artwork, a sword is seen floating in the space of pure potential, beyond a golden circle through which the matrix of life is seen. This ancient Celtic blade, weathered by time and circumstance, points upwards intersecting the sacred geometry of Metatron's cube. Its field of high vibrational frequencies ripple out through creation. The sword, which represents intelligence, appears to sever the umbilical cord that joins the golden fetuses floating in the distance streaked in the dancing filaments of life of light. Male and female ancestral lines of limited being in the world are being severed. The Ace of Swords calls upon you to cut away anything that doesn't move you towards your highest potential and service in the world. It invites the birth and collaboration of all your intelligences so you can live into the full force field of your life. Advanced brain mapping technologies can visually illustrate the different types of intelligence, overturning the long-held notion of innate preferences for left versus right brain intelligence. For instance, the theory of multiple intelligences aims to broaden the definition so it reflects the many ways people think, learn, and act. This is a different way of thought than unified general intelligence or IQ. Take a contemporary dancer, for example, their agility, skill, strength, and precision could be said to have a combination of bodily-kinesthetic and visual-spatial intelligences. Someone like Bowie, then, would have a predominant musical-rhythmic and harmonic intelligence, with an acute sensitivity to musical components and pitch. Combine this with the aforementioned intelligences, and you get an artist with a high verbal-linguistic intelligence and existential intelligence. You can hear it through his striking lyrics, which lit up the creative heart of so many people throughout his long career. This card indicates an opportunity for powerful focus. Hone all your intelligences in the spirit of great teamwork to work towards a vision of yourself realizing your highest potential, flow, and radiance. Consider fresh ways of understanding, organizing, articulating and expressing your sense of purpose. You can achieve anything you desire. Reversed, we could be holding on to the past. There could be a reversal to move forward or a refusal to move forward. There's rigidity and unwillingness to change. Experiment and explore. Nothing new can arise. A lack of confidence in your intelligence and capabilities causes tremendous inertia. The Ace of Swords draws our attention to opportunities where we can hone our highest intellect. We are now called to learn new ways to reach our true potential. We're embodying a powerful philosophy. Reversed. We're holding on to the past, and we're not able to move forward. There's a lack of confidence leading to hesitation. According to Lan Milo Duquette and his Tarot of ceremonial, the Ace of Swords is the primordial powers of the Root of Air. More specifically, it is a root of the powers of air. This is Kether and Yetzirah. The general divinatory meanings primordial intelligence, seed of the mind, invoked force for good or ill. That's all for now. Until next time. The Two of Swords. The affirmation I trust my ability to find my way. The Two of Swords speaks about choice. It asks us to consider what it means to make a powerful choice. What does it actually involve? We can consider a distinction between a choice and a decision as they are often viewed as two world two words with the same meaning. A decision is about looking backwards, weighing up the past, and moving forward based on what we conclude. A choice, on the other hand, is completely free of the past, arising out of a clear, open awareness, space, nothing. There are no reasons or justification in a choice. It is simply made. Decisions, therefore, exist in the domain of the small, egoic self attached to its stories about life, while choices arise spontaneously out of the freedom of the universal self. We gift ourselves choice, but must work and deliberate when making a decision. Both ways have value when used wisely. In our culture, we appear to have greater and greater choices, but if we look closely It becomes clear that what we actually have are more and more options arising within the same limited context. Far from giving us freedom, we are overwhelmed with alternatives which require us to sift through more and more information to make a decision. To go one way or another becomes an agonizing cloud of information. There are times when we need to, re- to uh, reference the past and gain some additional knowledge. And so the key is to recognize when we are getting lost in all the detail. Don Juan Mattis, the Mexican shaman characterized by Carlos Castaneda, asked a simple yet profound question when faced with two different paths. Does this path have a heart? He goes on to state that all paths are the same. They lead nowhere. Like Don Juan, I would say a path with no heart is devoid of joy, with no sense of expansion. Taking it feels intensely difficult. With time, however, it becomes normalized and we get comfortable, like a clenched fist that we no longer notice. For me, a path with heart isn't automatically easy. It can present incredible challenges. It carves out the vessel of emotion, making it deeper, and yet it feels expansive, exciting, and evolutionary. In the network, or artwork, actually, in the artwork, we see a woman at the bottom of the steps, literally split between two possible paths behind her. Yet, she appears calm and balanced. Her light of intelligence shines from within. The two paths look similar, but each present her with different possibilities. Which way should she go? The wolf symbolizes a deep connection with intuition. Inner tuition. There is no obvious way to go. This is the point of choice. This is your point of power. Reversed, we're stuck in endless options, unable to evoke the power of choice. There's a fear of getting it wrong. We're making the same mistakes over and over again. We're drifting through life without any meaning, direction, and giving your power away to others. I repeat, we're drifting through life without any meaningful direction and giving your power away to others. The Two of Swords calls us to make wise decisions. Take the path of the heart, despite the challenges. Consider what decisions and choices you have made in life. Reversed, there's a fear of failure, and we're drifting through life without direction, giving your power away to others. Lon Milo Duquette, in the Book of Ceremonial Magic, The Enoch the uh, tarot of ceremonial magic and it is, it is a pictorial synthesis of three great pillars of magic, astrology, Enochian magic and Goetia. And so the two of swords is the lord of peace restored. We now have peace. It is the astrological attribution is the moon in Libra. It is Chokmah of Yetzirah. Some general divinatory meanings. The first manifestation of air. Equilibrium abiding above disruption. This dormant antagonism. The Two of Swords. That's all for now. Until next time. The Three of Swords The Affirmation I see life as cruel and meaningless Seeing a world which appears to be cruel and uncompromising can bring us to a point of despair. In the Three of Swords, a young man sits with his head down. We can feel his sense of deep sadness. I imagined him as a street artist expressing his anguish through his art which appears behind him on the wall. The head of the floating surreal figure is a mask of shame a medieval torture device worn for the purpose of public humiliation and rejection. Throughout history, people have been forced to display a mark of shame, a stigma, to to deter others. This taps into something very primal. In early humans, where survival was intimately linked with collaboration, to be rejected by your tribe was effectively a death sentence. In later cultures, artists, writers, intellectuals, anyone who dared to think differently and admit a different sexual orientation, risked being shamed and outcast. The violence and suffering human beings can inflict on other humans, and indeed all living creatures, beggars, belief. And yet, it exists and cannot be ignored. Three swords are propped against the wall. One of them looks like it's falling against the sitting figure. These swords appear as if they have been carelessly left behind by their owners. As objects, they are crafted pieces of metal sitting against the wall. Yet, in the hands of men, they can cause unimaginable suffering. The hawk and the feather remind us of the possibility of freedom, even in the face of despair. The dripping heart, painted almost as an afterthought, communicates that only through love the heart can be liberated from the burdens of existence. The luminous fetus offers hope of rebirth which awaits within the darkest depths. This fullness of being can only be reached when we are able to touch our deepest sorrow. The roughly, painted question mark, uh, the roughly painted question mark sign gives us a clue as to how we can transform our reality. The Three of Swords suggests the quality of your life experience is directly proportional to the quality of the questions you ask. And so another interpretation of the figure emerges as one who, like the Buddha, sits determined to penetrate the truth. He will not move from his spot until he has an answer. Many spiritual teachings describe how we must go down through layer after layer of our personality until we get to the last layer and fall through into a meaningless and empty space. But if we are able to fall yet further into the darkness of meaninglessness, we arrive at, quote, nothing. And from nothing, we can create anything. This card tells us our sorrow must be acknowledged. The despair is something we all share. When we see how it carries the seeds of new growth, we can surrender to it, allowing it to move through and transform us reversed constantly trying to stay positive putting on a brave face despite feelings of despair avoiding anything potentially sad or emotionally difficult and not expressing your truth we could be we could possibly be moving into a state of emotional Coldness. We could be becoming cold and cut off and inflicting misery on ourself and others. The Three of Swords invites us to be aware of freedom arrived. The Three of Swords brings in the energy of freedom arrived at through despair. Question everything, ask quality questions. Life is cruel and without meaning. Reversed, false happiness, avoiding the dark feelings of despair and sadness and inflicting misery on others. The Three of Swords is the Lord of Sorrow. This is Saturn in Libra. It's Bina of Yetzirah and the general divinatory meanings profound melancholy engendering either depression or wisdom secrecy perversion that's all for now until next time The Four of Swords. The affirmation, I allow myself to rest in stillness. Take this moment to rest and recuperate after a time of challenge. Recharge yourself. Give yourself a period of contemplation and stillness, rejuvenating the mind and body. To sit in stillness and not do anything presents a a different challenge as we observe the incessant mental chatter but slowly we can see it as just the activity of an active mind. When we focus on the breath and the accompanying sensations it causes, we are able to come into the present moment. In the present, we become simply aware of what is arising, unburdened by thoughts pertaining to the past or the future. Meditating and stillness allows meditation and stillness. Let me re- I repeat meditation and stillness allows us to dissolve the illusion of ego, which reveals a gift. I'm gonna say that again. I just got a phone call. Meditation and stillness allows us to dissolve the illusion of ego, which reveals a gift, the golden eternity as described by Jack Kurosak, and Scripture of the Golden Eternity, which conveys the mystic's sense of rest and unity in all things. Cultivating the art of presence is our greatest gateway to true happiness. The Four of Swords depicts the starman sitting in meditation. He holds two swords by the blades, so the implements of action and violence are transformed into tools of meditation, delicately balanced on his knees. In front of him spins a gyroscope. He will not remain sitting for longer than it naturally spins. This time of rest is strategic, an integral part of a well-balanced, multifaceted life. The diamond geometry patterns emanating from his third eye refer to the Diamond Sutra, The Discourse of the Buddha on the Nature of Ultimate Reality MRI scans taken while uh, patients practice meditation and mindfulness reveal how the brain's fight or flight center, known as the amygdala, the primal region of the brain associated with fear and emotion, actually shrinks in size. While neuroplasticity, which is your brain's ability to change, adapt, and learn, is greatly impaired by stress and burnout and most other organs of the body are are, uh, adversely affected also. Chronic stress is a killer. It is crucial to have a period of replenishment after a time of intense work or any form of trauma. The Four of Swords suggests it is time for you to take a break from the persistent activity and thrust of life. Investigate the nature of the mind through the powerful process of breath and observation. As we, at times, are forced to take care of the body, this is your time to support, nourish, and cleanse your mind, giving yourself, giving yourself space. Life is relentless, the stories of our lives revealing themselves moment to moment. However, there are times when you must simply stop. Like the space between words that give form to sentences. Being still is as important as taking action. Reversed? We're constantly busy. Must be doing something to prove that you are val- that you have value. Racing mind causing both inner and outer confusion, conflict and overwhelm. There's chronic stress leading to physical and mental burnout. There's no time to connect with the people and things that really matter. The Four of Swords is meditation. We are being called to take care of the mind as well as the body. Rest before putting your plans into motion. Reversed, constantly taking action, feeling the need to prove your worth mental and physical burnout leading to chronic stress. The Four of Swords is the Lord of Rest from Strife. This is Jupiter in Libra or Yesed of Yetzirah. Some general divinatory meanings are Truce. Compromise Tension is relaxed through submission to militaristic discipline and dogma There's refuge from sorrow Key dates, October 13th through October 22nd That's all for now Until next time The Five of Swords. The affirmation, I must win at any cost. Winning of any kind involves sacrifices. At first glance, the difference between winning at a cost and at any cost might seem trivial, but deeper inspection uncovers the stories of lives and careers brazenly sacrificed, shattered and broken. In the conflagration of a blinding obsession and quest for power, people cease to be people, rather becoming objects merely helping or hindering progress. Colleagues become competitors, family and friends are dead weight. The ancient Roman orator Marcus Tilius Cicero is quoted as saying, quote, Inner armonim, silent leagues. Often is misused in times of war. The law falls silent, which even today, leaders with a relentless drive to succeed have used to justify their immoral actions. Ignore laws to get what you want. Conquer at all costs. This demonstrates the dangerous manipulation of words taken out of context. The art depicts a man, sw- sword in hand, poised to strike. Below him, another man kneels. He has surrendered, apparently injured, his life force draining. The struggle is set in a cold, uncompromising land. The remains of death littered the landscape, signifying the physical and emotional carnage that follows in the wake of those prepared to sacrifice anything to achieve their goal. In a flash of brilliance, the radiant hand of John the Baptist, said to have baptized Jesus, appears as if to awaken the aggressor from a trance. The aggressor stands composed, ready to strike another blow to secure victory. The scene is frozen in time, posing the question, what will happen next? Will the sword fall, or will this man be spared? Within the pause, that instant, another possibility can be born. The drive and determination to succeed in an endeavor is admirable. The aspiration to positively influence and have maximum impact on one's community and further afield is exemplary, but not if you leave a trail of destruction. The Five of Swords represents the galvanizing force of ambition of striding towards a goal. It, requ- it requests you look carefully at where you may be fixated on an outcome and acting out of integrity. Look at ways you are being self-righteous. Do you place the need to be right over and above loving and respecting re- uh, connections? I'll repeat that. Do you place the need to be right over and above loving and and respectful connection? The compulsion to win, to always be right, cuts away at the heart of life. We are asked to consider whether it's worth the sacrifice. There is always a pregnant pause available when we are presented with the opportunity to take a different action. The realization is that the drive is the winner. You are not. Reversed, willingness to take an unpleasant, willingness to take on unpleasant tasks for the greater good. The five of swords calls our attention and br- and bring in a focus on battling your inner demons. The compulsion to win, keep a beneficial advantage, letting the past pile up around you. Acting out of integrity. Reversed. Wake up. Sacrifice for the greater good. The Five of Swords is the Lord of Defeat. The astrological attribution Venus in Aquarius. This is Geburah of Yetzirah. General uh, General divinatory meanings are failure, inadequate energy to maintain peace, reason is undone by sentiment. That's all for now. Until next time. The six of swords the affirmation I adventure into the great unknown too much of our lives are spent trying to avoid change because to move away from what is familiar involves risk even danger yet remaining where we are is not easy either as a philosopher Joseph Campbell wrote we must let go of the life we have we have planned so as to accept the one that is waiting for us the 6 of swords indicates it is time to venture across the unknown sea something is awaiting your arrival the card depicts an indian brave sailing the card depicts an indian brave sailing his kayak on the great river of life the water is golden with possibility he has left his home because a journey has called him He is willing to face potential dangers in the search for meaning and answers. He balances precariously, perched at the mouth of a waterfall, connecting to the vision before him of a spirit guide which breathes new life into his being. Shards of glowing rock appear to his right. Angelic patterning hovers above him, messengers from a new land. Inertia A tendency to do nothing or to remain unchanged often sits at the helm of any changes we want to make in our lives. It is hardwired biologically trying to protect us from risk. Another ally of inertia is the false impression we need to feel good or positive about a change in order to move ahead. In fact, very often we are pushed by the sheer force of life circumstance. Many of the greatest works of art and literature have been sparked by the fire of turmoil, or birthed from the dark womb of sadness. As I worked on several Starman tarot cards, according to David de Angelis, he felt nothing short of of dreadful existential sadness feeling completely artistically blocked and even physically ill. And yet those cards are among the most innovative and profound for him. They turned out to be powerful transition points propelling him to more vivid, creative territories. They helped him ask deeper, richer questions. The Six of Swords indicates it is time to venture across the unknown sea. Something is awaiting your arrival. The card depicts an Indian brave sailing his kayak on the great river of life. The water is golden with possibility. He has left his home because a journey has called him. He is willing to face potential dangers in the search for meaning and answers. He balances precariously. Perched at the mouth of a waterfall, connecting to the vision before him of a spirit guide, which breathes breathes new life into his being. Shards of glowing rock appear to his right. Angelic patterning uh, uh, hovers above him, a messenger from a new land. Trying uh, Reversed. He's trying to jump straight into a new phase of life without gaining any insight or wisdom. We could be remaining stuck in an uncomfortable place. Inertia wins, clinging to false beliefs, going round in circles, constantly needing to be rescued. The six of swords b- draws our attention to being aware. Of the energy of transition, beware the energy of transition. Leave the familiar behind. Move forward. Forgive the past. Test your abilities to gain self uh, to gain self knowledge. Reversed, we're jumping into something new before we are ready. Feeling the need to be rescued. Cling to false beliefs. the Six of Swords is the Lord of Earned Success the astrological attribution is Mercury in Aquarius the, uh, pa- the, the path of the Zephyr Yetzirah to Fereth of Yetzira. some general divinatory meanings are Intellectual Endeavors Rewarded Equilibria, equilibrium of mental and moral faculties, the method of science, the aim of religion. That's all for now. Until next time, the Seven of Swords the affirmation, I want what others have. Deception, betrayal, and cunning are at play. Ironically, often when we do something in secret, taking special care not to be discovered, a logic-defying energy plays with us. Two people speaking to one another when they don't normally, sending an email to the wrong person leaving a phone face-up accidentally on a table, apparently random collisions like this defy all the odds and expose our deceptions. The use of deviousness to gain an advantage or deceive always contains the seeds of a perpetrator's downfall. Most forms of private and public wrongdoings, acts of adultery and other personal betrayals, Financial fraud, government corruption, even murder and genocide are fueled by lies. Ultimately, every lie we tell haunts our future and sours our past. There is no telling when or how it might collide with reality, requiring further maintenance and more lies. The truth never needs to be tended. In the Seven of Swords artwork, we see a figure making a dramatic escape. He carries two swords which he has seized from the obscure floating tank seemingly a repository guarded by strange disc-eye security. The image is a playful reference to the artists Damien Hirst and Jeff Koons. Both had talent for reconfiguring things of little perceived value into rare objects. Are the swords artifacts? worthless rusty metal or fine art this brings into question what is value what makes something intrinsically valuable who decides is the value our culture places on things in, an, in itself a grand deception it's the ubiquitous game of re, of restricting supply so an item is perceived as rare unique and precious Our prevalent communication delivery system, the media, drips with stories about the rich and famous designed to make us drool over manufactured and empty lifestyles. Beneath the luxurious, sensual comfort of privilege are the same challenges of love, approval, loss and abandonment we all face. We are bewitched to fill our own longing with wholeness, certainty and completion with what we define as other. I'll read that again. We are bewitched till our own longing for wholeness, certainty, and completion with what we define as other. The Seven of Swords asks you to consider those parts of your life where there may be dishonesty and deception. Perhaps you feel that you don't have the courage and energy to meet something head on. So instead, you prefer to delay or avoid for a time. But this, too, can become ingrained, a pattern which keeps you trapped. Instead of bringing liberation, ask yourself, where are you not being honest with others and ultimately with yourself? There is an opportunity in this card to put things right and restore your integrity. Wielding your sword to cut away your own lies and myths mistru- mis- Mistruths and challenging those in the relationships and cultures around you. Reverse. Courage to expose dishonesty and deception regardless of the risk involved. Using ingenuity, cunning, and deception to overcome repression and threatened violence. Hiding the truth to protect the innocent. The Seven of Swords makes us aware of desires for what others have. Being dishonest and deceptive. Challenging cultural values and ideals. Reversed. Expose dishonesty regardless of the risk. Overcome repression and violence with ingenuity. Deploying stealth to take back what is rightfully yours. Truth is freedom. The seven of swords is the lord of unstable effort. The astrological attribution, moon in Aquarius. This is Netzach of Yetzirah. Some general divinatory meanings are futility, indecisiveness, appeasement, swimming against the tide, insufficient energy and will to complete the task. That's all for now. Until next time. The Eight of Swords. The affirmation, I use what restricts to expand. The Eight of Swords explores the realm of powerlessness, feeling helpless and weak, where there are no possibilities available to influence a situation or relationship. This feeling can be all-consuming. We are utterly bound by the restrictions the mind imposes, devoid of hope and unable to choose. This card calls you to explore the existing restrictions in your life and ask how they can become catalyst for tremendous creativity and directive purpose. The image shows a beautiful woman bound using the Japanese art of restriction, Kinbatu-bi, the beauty of tight binding. She is encased in an Egyptian sarcophagus. Her demeanor appears peaceful as though this act of bondage and confinement has forced a conscious surrendering that is transformative. This is evident by the fluttering of butterflies at her head. The sarcophagus stands upright with the four swords staked in a beach like staked in a beach like some great sculptural apparition. This marks her journey, a ritual of internal expansion. Hovering in the air at sunset are two vessels of spirit technology, jewels of creative intelligence resonating with potential. Mm. This sword card is double-edged. The edge of restriction on the one side unleashes phenomenal power, and on the other, It is about feeling powerless in yourself and in a situation, feeling that there are no possibilities. This feeling can be all-consuming. We are utterly bound and devoid of hope and unable to choose. We fall victim to whatever or whoever is imposing the restriction. As with the cards in the tarot, the crux is in the viewpoint, and most importantly, our capacity to act as a result of what's revealed. Feeling trapped by situations and circumstances can force something important to shift. The discomfort becomes so intense, the pressure so great, that transformation must happen. When we take away all options except complete fulfillment, then something within us is powerfully directed towards that objective. The more loose and free we are, the less focused strength we have to shape our reality. This is something that I have constantly, uh, that David has constantly explored in graphic design, art, and life in general. Although the Star Mintero appears to contain an extraordinary amount of ideas and artistic elements, in fact, according to David. I imposed tremendous restrictions on myself throughout the entire creative process. Having utterly extraordinary creative technologies and countless references will not create something which truly touches people unless those resources are channeled through the small discerning aperture of a great idea. The idea must create the pressure. The entry point is minuscule. It strips everything back until the art and designs are lean and strong. If you apply this discipline to every area of your life, you will discover that not only do you start to see amazing results, but you will also notice how much easier life gets. It sounds paradoxical at first, making life harder, then makes it easier. Reversed, we're remaining stuck and unable to use restrictions as a creative tool repeating the same mistakes, the same problems again and again. We're trapped in endless deliberating with no progress possible. The Eight of Swords calls us to explore the realm of constriction and how it frees you. There's a power of surrender. Freedom is a state of mind. Become a catalyst for transformation. Reversed, staying stuck, too much expansion and not enough structure trapped in an endless cycle of repetition The Eight of Swords is the Lord of Shortened Force It is Jupiter in Gemini Jupiter in Gemini This is Hode of Yetzirah. General divinatory meanings are interference, being good-natured at the wrong time, unexpected bad luck, energy wasted on unimportant details. That's all for now. Until next time. The Nine of Swords the affirmation, I perceive danger everywhere. There are times in our lives when we must have a deeply distressing experience which totally shocks our system, leaving us ungrounded, raw, frightened, and vulnerable to stressful feelings of pervasive threat. These feelings are compounded and easily triggered if we were on edge as a child catalyzed by an environment of insensitivity and threatening behavior from major caregivers or role models. The Nine of Swords depicts a naked woman kneeling, hands clutching her her head in terrible anguish. A dark, eerie and ghoulish atmosphere pervades. Large spiders crawl threateningly over her body, and a poisonous snake coils itself around her arm. The carcass of an ancient tree hovers above her, its branches contorting into the evil faces of witches. It's a menacing, organic phantasm. Danger is everywhere, lurking in the shadows. The Swiss uh, psychoanalysts Carl Jung drew attention to the shadow, the part of ourselves which is disowned, hidden from conscious awareness. It stories the imprint of frightening and unacceptable experiences. These imprints get released from the unconscious into the context of our dreams at night, creating wild, bewildering nightmares which elicit fear, terror, anxiety, disgust, guilt, shame, despair, or sadness. All symbolic manifestations of the shadow. He proposed... The unconscious mind had a second, additional component not shaped by personal experience. This is known as the collective unconscious. The reservoir of material we all inherit as a tribe, nation, and world being. It contains archetypal images with universal meanings, such as those depicted in brilliant storytelling, mythology, art, and of course, the tarot. According to evolutionary psychology, the archetypes according to evolutionary psychology, these archetypes relate to the natural instincts for survival, procreation, food and shelter. Young used these dreams as powerful Jung used dreams as a powerful way of acquainting ourselves with both the personal and collective unconscious. They can facilitate the process of integration, bringing all the parts of ourselves into equal relationship with one another, rather than remaining denied, conflicted, and compartmentalized. The Nine of Swords suggests to examine your psychological suffering, its mechanisms, and the projection of internal states into dreams and then onto people and events in the outside world. Face up fears, face up to fears by questioning if they are really true. Challenge any shameful feelings around sex and desire, success and worthiness. Understand everyone has fearful, disempowering thoughts and fantasies. This is an amazing opportunity to clear the lineage of beliefs that have been handed down through generations. Reversed, we're facing our fears to receive their meanings and guidance. Let art and symbols speak to the unconscious using visualization, drawing, writing, or a dream journal. Open and challenge yourself with powerful questions. The Nine of Swords investigates our psychological turmoil. Question your fears. Understand where it comes from. Nightmares and illusions. Know you are not alone in this feeling. Reversed. Being controlled by fear and worry. Use tools like visualization or journaling to work through issues. Challenge yourself with powerful questions. The Nine of Swords is the Lord of Despair and Cruelty. This is Mars in Gemini. Yetzod of Yetzirah. General Divinatory Meanings. Mental Anguish. Nothing Furthers. Both the Acceptance of Martyrdom and Unrelenting Revenge. That's all for now, until next time. The Ten of Swords. The affirmation, I must evolve. The Ten of Swords usually depicts a person lying on the ground impaled by ten swords. It indicates sudden and unexpected failure or disaster. I have chosen a different. According to David, he's chosen a different visual inter, visual interpretation. A blow from life is being delivered with immediate ferocity, and there is no way to avoid its full force. There is no time for pain or regret. In this very instant, we must accept full responsibility for everything in our life. Our previous life is ended only then can we shed the skin of our old life and become master of our own destiny. As Pablo Picasso said, every act of creation is first an act of destruction. If in this instant of crisis, we do not change to take full responsibility, I'll read that again. If in this instant of crisis, we do not choose to take full responsibility, we fall back into the drift of life, battered and bundled by the fickle hand of fate. In the artwork, we see the precise moment of choice, destruction, and creation. Two figures, part man, part genie, reel from the surprise assault of falling swords. One bleeds, dying from the many wounds which puncture his body. He reaches out, to touch the other transferring his life force this other figure is stronger capable of defending himself he sends a bolt of energy to halt the impending fall of the sword the genie the genie essence illustrates the the phenomenon that despite being magical and powerful and able to grant wishes genies hide in the niches and nooks of the world in lamps and containers. They only emerge for people worthy and curious enough to find them. Similarly, our true creative power can remain hidden from ourselves and everybody else, locked deep within our mortal bodies and the patterns of our lives never to be released. Genies are also a playful reference to Bowie's song The Gene Genie from the album Aladdin Sane. In this song, Bowie has killed his flame-haired, utterly fantastical Ziggy Stardust character, having given birth to Aladdin Sane, a much darker, more dangerous, and streetwise character. He's adapted to survive in decadent and sleazy America. The Ten of Swords represents the sudden, unexpected jolt which pivots you between full responsibility and the drift. The key is to be ready to choose responsibility and rebirth in that instant. And the answer, as always, practice and preparation. Give up the blame, the pointed finger, the moan and groan. Practice being reasonable and response able. When we claim our life for ourselves, we claim the power to change it into something extraordinary. We we reframe the good and the bad as feedback edging us closer to our dreams. Reversed To remain damaged by your experiences, unable to use the adversity to give rise to new possibilities, blaming others for your misfortune and bad habits leading to a major health collapse. The Ten of Swords is an end of a way of thinking. Done. Breaking free from the person you once were. Release things which no longer serve you. And now, choosing responsibility, reclaiming your power. Reversed, keep fighting, don't let go. Blaming others, hanging on to what is known. It's over. Move on. And the Ten of Swords is the Lord of Ruin. This is Sun and Gemini. Malkuth of Yetzirah. General divinatory meanings: madness. Disaster which may signal the end of delusion. That's all for now. Until next time.